Welcome back to Grave Talk, part two with Rebecca Orr on Cindy Palin, Music and Words. this yeah um and so I think yeah having a book that is that shows an experience from someone else's eyes I think does go a long way instead of just saying this is what you're going to feel like this is what's going to happen next this is what's going to happen because that isn't what grief is that isn't right how you're going to um experience it yes thanks Rebecca every person's grief journey is unique and I appreciate what I'm learning from your experience so that I can apply some of your wisdom in the children's book that I'm writing. It's based on a true story and inspired by a little girl who is faced with her grandmother's illness and eventual passing. As I attempt to show my main character's feelings and experiences, her family is also going through this as well in their own unique way. How is your family? Good. Good. Yeah, no, our grief, I think it brought us closer, closer together, which I think makes, makes a difference. Uh, Obviously when, when I lost Lance, most of my siblings weren't even married yet. Um, So obviously couldn't even relate versus, versus I think now um, there is that understanding of, of what that looks like when you do lose somebody. We don't talk about it too often anymore. Mm-hmm. I think uh, probably more with my mom and I. We, we talk quite a bit about grief and loss in general as I continue to evolve. <laughs> yes. Um, um, but no, our family our family is really good. We, we're a tight-knit, a tight-knit group and um, spend a lot of time, a lot of time together. And, and I'm very thankful that, the, that, that that grief and loss didn't tear it apart. That is wonderful to hear. That is so wonderful to hear. Because it's not always the case. No, it's not always the case. No. Just kind of on a music note, um, I'm really passionate about music. Did you and Lance have a favorite song? um, Or do you have a favorite song that you like to listen to? You said he likes Christmas. Maybe there's a song (laughs) at Christmas that that he really liked. No. I mean, we, we had, there was a song called God Bless the Broken Road by Rascal Flatts that was our wedding song that was kind of a, kind of a big deal. No, he kind of liked country music, so his kind of thing was country music. In those early years, um, I listened to a lot of Casting Crowns. I okay. found Casting Crowns was really, um, was really helpful. Awesome. <laughs> um, that even if I didn't completely believe everything, yeah. I guess, um, that that kind of, if, if I just kept telling myself... You know that God's got this, that He's got it under control, that He knows what He's doing. That if I kept on, if mm-hmm. I kept on repeating it, even if I didn't believe it, that at some point that was going to um, break through, break through, mm-hmm. that I was going to be able to hold on to that. Which I did, I did believe it deep down. But I mean, grief rocks you to your core, of course. Um, which I think is something that needs to be needs to be acknowledged too. That I mean, especially even for believers, especially I think. Um, I feel that there's a, this misconception that you know, just because we have Jesus, that there you know we don't yeah we don't grieve we don't live there's nothing nothing bad ever happens like, praise the Lord, right. which it's just true. It's not it, yeah. like never along the lines that he say you weren't going to suffer. He never along the lines where he say that you weren't going to experience grief. Never along the lines did he ever say any of these things. Yeah. That I think there just is this mis misconception. I I remember a friend a few years ago asking. Me, I had never had anybody ask me the question, so I was quite startled at the beginning. But she looked at me and said, um, 
Were you ever angry? Like, did your faith ever get rocked mm -hmm. after you lost Lance? Mm -hmm. um, no one in 12 years has ever asked that question. Um, and I was like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like, of course it was. Yeah. Um, of course I did. I questioned all the time. How, how could, like, clearly he knew, he knew that Lance wasn't going to live. Um, right. And so what, what was the point? What, exactly. you know, what, yeah. why? Now I had to get to the point where, you know, the why questions will drive you to insanity that I, I had to learn just to trust that there, there had to be an, and that faith. Um, but casting crowns probably was one that I, I had to listen to repeatedly, mm -hmm. um, just to have that firm foundation. They are such a good Christian, Christian group who just, their songs are just, um, bang on. <laughs> Well, time. we're going to make sure that so, we put some sort of a link to them uh, yeah. in the episode. Yeah. Uh, we want to put a link to the book that you mentioned. Yeah, wonderful book. Yeah. I highly recommend anybody yeah. that uh, either A has lost a husband um, and wants to read the book. I highly recommend A Widow's Awakening. Yeah. Um, and anybody that wants to understand what a widow is going through, especially yeah. in that first year, um, this book will this book will explain that. Mm -hmm. um, which I don't know. It made a huge impact on mine. Yeah. On my life, um, it gave me that kind of that permission that it, it was okay. I yes. can I can grieve. I wasn't completely alone. I wasn't crazy. Right. Um, um, that I felt that the book was written um, specifically for me, and and she. I mean, she's becoming a wonderful. I'm really good friends with Marianne now. Um, she has become a mentor and a friend um, to me. She is 21, 21 years of. Um, Heavy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Losing her husband, he's been gone twenty one years. Okay. Um, versus to my twelve. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know, I just I, I look at her and I'm like, that is how um that is how I want that is how I want to live. That is how I want um that's where I want to get to. Mm -hmm. um, at some point just a sense of, yeah, you're content and you're happy and you're at peace even in the midst of loss and that you can still talk about the grief and you can still talk about the memories. Yeah. Um but you kind of move away from that is kind of where, where right. I'm at now. Right. You give yourself permission to yeah. live yeah. and to explore. And on that note, Rebecca, I saw, well, I follow your Instagram account. <laughs> and um, you certainly have given yourself permission to grow and yeah. learn and live. And uh, one of those things that I saw was a little bit about some makeup products yeah. that you're using. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. So I have become a saint makeup artist. So they, um, it's a cream-based makeup, all one compact, um, one brush, and you can get a five-minute look. A five-minute, it takes five minutes to get the look, flawless look. It's more about giving, accentuating the beauty that women already have. Mm -hmm. So you're not covering things up. It has given me such a renewed sense of confidence um, since I started wearing it, I am incredibly passionate about about the makeup and about the company, um, and just about helping other women feel feel confident and, awesome. and beautiful in their own skin that you know God has given them. Right. Um, um, it's been a lot of fun. I'm brand new to it. I having fun. Good <laughs> with it. Good. Um, but yeah, you can follow me over there. It's awesome. Fun. And then you were telling me too that. 
you were preparing to speak on a Zoom call. Yes. Now, some of that might be confidential. Nope, not at all. Okay, no. well, tell us yeah, no, about so that. that uh, the Threads of Life. So mm-hmm. this weekend is their Western Family virtual forum. Sadly, we can't be in person, obviously. This year, usually they have it once a year where you get together with a family. So Western Canada. So that is Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. Uh, families meet together. And so this weekend is the virtual family forum. And I was asked to be the spokesperson, the national spokesperson for Friends of Life. So uh, this evening I will be sharing my own personal journey, kind of a snippet of it because, you know, you only have a short time frame. So it's 12 years of information in 20 minutes of time. Oh, wow. um, Which is a lot because I I could sit and talk for hours about my journey um, and kind of, yeah, the beginning to where I am now and, and the, and the, the turns and the twists and the roadblocks and the stop signs and the detours and the the highs and the lows and everything that got me to where I am right right now um takes more than 20 minutes well (laughs) it's a reader's digest version of of it so yeah I speak tonight I am I am I mean I wish it was in person obviously Mm -hmm. but I am and do they share that anywhere does that ever get shared um, out in public or is it sometimes not Mm -hmm. this one but I can totally share it anytime. Right. Um, but not not this one. I should actually probably just videotape it and post it probably to social media probably. Um, well, certainly if to, you were comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I could sit in hours and speak. Yeah, and well. My life's an open book. So. Well, so on that note, open book, I was just, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not for everyone to write a book, but you said that you've got an awful lot to say. And so <laughs> I just encourage you, you know, maybe that's something you want to yeah. look at doing in the future. A lot of people have said that. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> I will, I will, I will speak in front of people. I, love, I, I never thought the day would come that I would say I love to talk in front right. of people, um, but I love it. I, I love to be go to companies. I love to speak in front of people. I love to, I don't know. There's a side of me. I love to make people uncomfortable. I don't know. There's something, there's something about being vulnerable in front of people um, that gives you, I don't know. I, I love it. I, I love to kind of zero in on one person. Usually it's the person in the back of the room that's there with their arms <laughs> crossed over their chest and they're like, I'm only here because I have to be. Right. Um, but I'm just like, haha, by the end of the night, I'm going to have you squirming in your seat. But there is something to be said about being vulnerable. And I, I yeah. had to learn to be vulnerable. Um, there's something about being vulnerable in grief um, yeah. that makes that makes it easier for people to want to come talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes it easier for people to go, oh, I'm not alone in this. And, and it took me. It took me years um, to get there versus now I love to talk about it. I'm, I'm incredibly passionate about workplace safety. I'm incredibly passionate about our culture and society and how they view grief. Um, our society and culture is broken mm-hmm. when it comes to grief. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have that bouquet of flowers in one hand and that time kicking time clock in the other that says it's okay to not be okay for now and then that clock starts ticking for the griever right you you only have six months you only have a year what do you mean you haven't moved on yet what do you mean you haven't gotten over it there's something wrong with you you're not dealing with it that's wrong yeah (laughs) absolutely it can take you know it it would take a lifetime you're Mm -hmm. you're never going to i always say we move forward in grief you don't move on from grief and I think we have to take that out of oh, well when are you going to move on well how soon are you going to get married again are you ever going to get married again yeah. oh you're so young when are you going to have another child again when they just lose a child like I think we have to change the question right change the question which is going to change 
um, the answers to what people are. And so give me an example. What should the question be? Or maybe there shouldn't be a question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the first questions I got asked the night that Lance Lance died, the very night, um, someone said to me, well, you know, it's okay because you're young and you'll get married again. And I remember at the time being like, what? Like... Isn't that there's just something so wrong awful. with this with this question, but not computing enough what what was wrong with the question. It's really none of anybody's business. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to share it, great. Yeah. Um, but everybody is gonna is is going to go at a different pace at a different time. Yeah. Um, don't even ask the question. Don't and again, I think it's proof that people are just so uncomfortable. Yes. So what you're doing is you're educating yes. others, and that's so important. I'm just so thrilled that you were willing to share oh, and exactly. educate us. As you can see, I've talked for hours. Rebecca, I've learned so much. And so I'm going to go back to my little book project and I'm going to ask myself uh, some good questions. Um, you've helped me shape it more, which is exactly what I wanted and I'm thrilled to hear that it can be about this little girl's experience it doesn't have to have answers Uh, it it, it certainly isn't a fix-it project at all thank you for joining us for grief talk with Rebecca Orr part two be sure to visit this episode's details in case there's any links you want to access this is Cindy Palin music and words on Anchor FM by Spotify.